Warning, this podcast may be disturbing to some listeners. Due to the graphic nature, listener discretion is advised. Welcome from wherever you are. This is The Demon Inside with your host, John Venom. If you want to review a different episode of The Demon Inside, you can find them on Spotify or Anchor. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. A new episode will come out every Monday. And now, to our show. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to The Demon Inside. Demon Insiders, today we'll be talking about Ebony Wilkerson, a pregnant 32-year-old who drove her minivan into the Atlantic Ocean off of the coast of Daytona Beach, Florida. Her three children were sitting in the back seat screaming as the ocean water rushed in through the windows. There are a lot of similarities between Ebony Wilkerson and my last episode on Susan Smith. The story begins on Saturday, March 1st, 2014, in South Carolina, where Wilkerson and her children had been until she made the decision to leave the state, to leave her husband. Ebony told police in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, that Ron John, her husband, had raped her in a hotel room. Ebony, for fear of her life and her children's life, packed the kids and drove the van to Florida to be with her sister. She stopped on the way and told police that she believed she was being followed. She told the police officer that Ron John had tried to grab her as she packed up the van to leave. She was worried that she was being followed. She was so convincing that the officer asked her if she needed an escort to a women's shelter. She said no, that she was going to her sister's in Florida, but she did agree to a police escort to the city limits. Her children later detailed the fractured relationship between their parents, as well as the time her son got into trouble after speaking to authorities probing a domestic situation there. After Ebony arrived with her kids at her sister's house in Florida, she continued to act strangely. On Tuesday the 4th, only three days after leaving South Carolina, Ebony's sister called 911. My sister was getting abused by her husband. I tried to take her to the hospital uh, yesterday and uh, she signed herself out today. She's getting a little bit better, but her she's still not all here. So she's trying to drive, and I'm trying to stop her. And she has uh, her kids, so I took her keys. Yeah, she's here with me. I'm trying to, uh, she came down to me for protection, and um, I'm trying to keep them uh, safe because she, she's not good enough to drive. I don't understand why you need a well-being check. Because she's, like, having psychosis or something, or postpartum. She, like, what is she doing? 
she's uh, talking about Jesus and that there's demons in my house and um, that I'm trying to control her, but I'm trying to keep them safe. I tried to call a domestic violence shelter to see if I can get help and counseling, but they're telling me they're all full. So her sister called 911 while Ebony was still at the house with the kids. She wanted to leave with the kids, but her sister wouldn't allow her to. She took the keys away and she hid them from her and she called for the welfare check, which she wanted and I think she was hoping that the police would get there and find that she was a little off and have her committed so that she could get some help that she rightfully needed that didn't happen she ended up finding the separate set of keys the second set of keys and drove off as the police were getting there the Daytona Police Department tracked her down pulled her over and later wrote in a report that Wilkerson appeared to be suffering from some form of mental illness but they let her go. The police chief said in an interview later that she was lucid and that the children were not in distress and that Wilkerson did not fit the criteria to be committed under state law. Two and a half hours later, this is what happened. A pregnant woman with three children in her minivan driving directly into the Atlantic Ocean with one of the kids literally leaning out of the window yelling, help us, bystanders leap into action with only seconds to prevent a worst case scenario. And all the while, there was a camera rolling. ABC's Steve Osinsami is on the story. Imagine driving past a beach and seeing this, a car deliberately driving into the ocean. Are they saying help? Suddenly, you hear the screams of small children. If they're saying help, that's different. That's a child waving out the window. You sit still. What would you do? Tim Tessinier didn't hesitate. He jumps out of his car to help his wife recording it all. And there's one kid in the back seat just screaming, you know, help us, help us. Our mom's trying to kill us. That's when his family vacation in Daytona Beach, Florida, turned into a race against time to save three little children from a watery grave. All I was worried about was those kids. You know, that's all I cared about. They were screaming and their outstretched arms. And I don't know, I just did what come natural, I think. 21-year-old Stacy Robinson was also there, pleading with the kid's 32-year-old mother, Ebony Wilkerson, to turn the car around. The son was snatching at the wheel, trying to get her to come back toward the shore. And we're like, lady, you gotta get out of the water. We're just trying to talk to her, you know? And she looked back at us with this awful blank stare, just, I've been using the word possessed. I hate to use that, but that's what it looked like. We're okay, that's all she was saying. We're okay, we're okay. And the son was tugging on the wheel. When I was speaking to her, her eyes was like, was wide. Wide. They say she just kept driving. Stacy never lets go of the car. The surf is up to his chest. He reaches into the van to get the power windows down and his arms around two of the children, ages nine and 10. I pulled the son out first and then the daughter and I came walking out with both of them. I still don't believe it happened. I'm just glad I was there. 
People watching from the shore can't believe their eyes. The waves were just pounding into the water and down until it submerged. While a passing tourist captured it all on video. In the middle of the chaos, a shocking discovery. There was still another child, the youngest, a three-year-old, still trapped in a car seat in the back. Lifeguards try to open the front door, but it looks like the mother is attempting to stop them. Watch again. There's a struggle, and then the mother just walks away. Seconds later, they get the toddler out through the back. God Almighty, there's a baby in the car. Michael. One of the two lifeguards still inside, barely getting out in time. Watching them carry the kids out of the van was very emotional. I mean, we were jumping up for joy and screaming and for goodness, yeah. And just five seconds later, look closely, a huge wave that nearly pushes the car out to sea. The waves were, were strong, the water was cold. Um, they got in the water, get them, got them out of there quickly. Um, it, it, if it had been minutes longer, um, the probably outcome probably would have been different. While these people were trying to save her children, Ebony walked away quietly with a strange, almost possessed look on her face. Witnesses said, not for long, authorities quickly caught up to her, and on Friday, she was officially arrested on three counts of attempted first-degree murder, according to Volusia County J Sheriff Ben Johnson. Given what authorities have said since Tuesday's incident, the charges hardly come as a surprise. Still, as more details come out, like the sister's 911 call and the charging affidavit, they paint an even more disturbing picture, especially for Wilkerson's children. For evidence of their ordeal, one need only listen to what all three continuously uttered when officers caught up with them at Halifax Health Medical Center. All three of them kept saying, Mom tried to kill us. Mom said, I am keeping all of us safe. The children told investigators that their mother told them to close their eyes and go to sleep as the children screamed. After their rescue, Ebony herself talked to authorities. She seemed confused and jumped from one religious topic to another. Ebony explained at one point that she'd been driving too close to the water when the waves pulled her in. Then near the end of their talk, she said she did not want her husband around her children. The minivan went into the water. She insisted she was taking them to a better place, saying repeatedly, I am keeping all of us safe. Ebony Wilkerson, 32, charged with three counts of first degree attempted murder and three counts of aggravated child abuse. The children, two girls and a boy aged 3, 9, and 10, were placed in state custody. On Thursday night, an arrest warrant was signed for Ebony Wilkinson, and shortly after 11 a.m., after being released from Halifax Health, she was arrested. We'll be right back after a few words from our sponsors. Welcome back to The Demon Inside. So as I was doing my research on Ebony Wilkerson, I found out that she was in a car accident in 2007. I have the newspaper article that I will read right now from the 
Sun Sentinel. The title is Women Woman Critically Injured in I-95 Crash. A two-car crash left a Fort Lauderdale woman in critical condition about 8.30 p.m. Friday near Congress Avenue on northbound Interstate 95, the Florida Highway Patrol said. Ebony Wilkerson, 25, of Delray Beach, made a lane change and the front of her 1992 Honda collided with the rear of a 2006 Nissan driven by Douglas Crane. 35 of Fort Lauderdale. Crane lost control of his car, traveled across the road onto the exit ramp of Congress Avenue, and crashed into the concrete barrier. Crane was traveling with his 35-year-old wife, Jennifer Crane, and their 20-day-old baby, Jaden. The baby was not hurt in the crash, but Jennifer Crane was taken to Delray Medical Center with critical injuries. She would later succumb to those injuries and pass away. The reason I'm talking about this accident is that this could have possibly had an effect on her mental status. This could have been something that she regretted, something that she felt really bad for something that she felt she had no control over. When a person is at his lowest, this is usually when a demon is introduced. This is usually when the demon takes control. This is when the demon gets inside. So after she was taken into custody, a few months later, Ebony Wilkerson was back on the news again. Mom accused of driving her kids into the ocean is back in the psych ward. That information was released during a court hearing for Ebony Wilkerson today in Volusia County. West News Claire Metz is live in Daytona Beach and Claire. The judge didn't decide whether to issue bond for Wilkerson yet. No, Jim, and likely that decision won't come for another week. The hearing has been continued uh, a week from today. But during the course of testimony today, we learned some things we hadn't heard. That Ebony Wilkerson, who's accused of trying to kill her three children by driving into the ocean, is back in the psych ward after allegedly hitting herself in the stomach. Now, Ms. Wilkerson is seven months pregnant, and apparently while at the jail, uh, she, she was seen using her fist to punch herself in the stomach. So apparently March 9th, she was brought back to the psych un unit at Halifax Health Medical Center uh, where you know she could be under more guarded conditions. But here's what the prosecutor and the public defender are having issues with. The public defender wants her released from her bond and placed at the Halifax Health psych unit indefinitely until she's deemed completely fit but they want her placed in the general psych ward so she can interact where she can walk around talk to people where she can be observed and have access to mental health doctors and to OBGYN doctors because of the unborn child when she's in the psych unit right now she's held in an isolated cell and according to the public defender she's held without clothes on with no blanket in a concrete cell on the floor always observed by two guards they 
say those are just conditions they cannot take for their client. So they're asking that the client instead, Ms. Wilkerson, be put into the general ward there. There's no precedent for this kind of action when it comes to withholding bonds. So the judge is considering that. The public defender is looking up new information in order to try and make his case next week. But again, Ms. Wilkerson back in the psych unit for allegedly hitting herself in the stomach. And uh, the public defender says she belongs there, but in the general population. Reporting live in Daytona Beach, Volusia County, Claire Metz, West 2 News. So now, this is the part of the show where I look at this case through three different perspectives. The logical, the medical, and the spiritual. So, <laughs> I was actually told that spiritual should actually be supernatural. So, spiritual, supernatural, whichever one you prefer. But the logical side of this case is Ebony wanted... If Ebony wanted to kill herself and her children, why move? Why not just do it there? It would have been easier if she would have stayed in South Carolina. She wouldn't have had to pack the kids. She wouldn't have been confronted by her uh, husband. If she was planning the suicide and killing, it makes no sense to pack. She could have just left without packing. She could have taking all the kids when the father was at work or wherever she could have killed all of them right there in the house she could have killed herself in the house if she was leaving and she was gonna gonna kill herself she could have just left and she didn't have to pack anything knowing that in a day or two they were gonna be dead she wanted to escape her husband and took the kids to keep them from harm and yet a few days later she tried to kill herself and the kids why So that's the question that I ask as far as the logical. Why? Why would she do all that? Why would she try to find sanctuary somewhere and then try to take the kids? Now, a lot of people might say, well, maybe that's the only thing she could see her way of getting out was by taking her and the kids. Okay, if that was the only way, then she would have done it. In South Carolina she wouldn't have done it in Florida where she had a choice to be with her sister and actually get away from him maybe he was coming down but she had more options than she knew it so while I was researching this case as well as the Susan Smith case I found that both women might have had postpartum psychosis so these are the symptoms of postpartum psychosis and this is postpartum which means that she had just had a baby or she was having a baby it's in within that time frame so the symptoms of postpartum psychosis are delusions or, or strange beliefs hallucinations seeing or hearing things that aren't there feeling very irritated irritated hyperactivity decreased need for or inability to sleep, paranoia and suspiciousness, rapid mood swings, difficulty communicating at times. So of the women who develop a postpartum psychosis, research has suggested that there is approximately a 5% suicide rate and a 4% infant side 
rate, which means they kill their kids, associated with the illness. This is because the women experiencing psychosis is experiencing a break from reality. In her psychotic state, the delusions and beliefs make sense to her. They feel very real to her and are often religious. Now, I'm going to come back to the religious part because that's very interesting to me. Immediate treatment for a woman going through psychosis is imperative. So, for me on the spiritual side, or the supernatural side, however you want to call it, I honestly believe she was possessed... She was trying to start a new life with her kids. She reached out for help. I mean, that doesn't sound like somebody that was having delusions or psychosis. She knew what was happening in her life. Her state of mind to take her kids and her was in a good state of mind. She left a volatile situation with her husband for a safer and better life. When she was approached by the police earlier that day the day of her driving into the ocean she was pulled over by the police because her sister was concerned that day even the police said she was a little off but she looked like she was not going to harm anybody her kids were not in distress there was nothing wrong with them everything was fine and they let her go then two hours later she drove into the ocean. So remember, when she drove into the ocean and these good bystanders, and thank God they were there because they saved everybody, but they said that she looked like she was a woman possessed. For me, this is a true sign of possession. You can't get any more truer than that. And this goes back to La Llorona from Mexican folklore. And we talked about that on the Susan Smith case, which actually leads to this goddess, a demon goddess. Siwalakato might have possessed Susan Smith, might have possessed Ebony Wilkerson, and might have possessed a whole bunch of other women that have tried to kill their kids. This demon goddess has been around since the Aztec times. Now, as far as the religious thing, that whenever anybody has a psychosis or a break in reality or anything, it leads them back to religion. And I've talked about this before with uh, Austin Haroff, where he was an atheist, but he was more into religion at the time that he got possessed. Same thing with Rudy Eugene and Susan Smith uh, as well. So with the religion, why when you have psychosis or you have a mental break, does it always come back to religion? So for me, this is what happened to Ebony Wilkerson. She was possessed and she was trying to kill herself and kill the kids. Because usually when someone is possessed, the demon doesn't want them to live. The demon wants them to die as well. The demons can't afford to be realized or found out because then we'll be able to exercise them and we'll be able to get rid of them and we will no longer have a demon inside.
Don't forget to subscribe to The Demon Inside on Spotify, Anchor, or any other podcast directory or through our website, anchor.fm backslash The Demon Inside. A new episode of The Demon Inside comes out each Monday. Let us know what you think and join the conversation on our Demon Inside Facebook page and on Instagram. We thank you for listening and hope you'll join me next Monday for a new Demon Inside. If you enjoyed this episode, tell your friends. I'm John Venom. We'll see you next time, if I don't get possessed. The Demon Inside was created and written by James Porter. It's a production of Venomous Entertainment. Theme music, Demon Inside, is on the album Conjure One by Reese Fulber. Background music was created by Lucas Key.